Welcome to the Catapulting Commission's podcast. This is the place where we discuss how to maximize performance and improve retention with today's modern sales force. Every conversation on the show has one goal in mind, and that is to catapult your commission. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia, international best-selling author, motivational speaker, and a lifelong sales enthusiast. Be sure to join me every week as we interview sales leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world. We will discuss best practices and ensure that you leave motivated and inspired to take action. Now, let's enjoy today's episode. Catapulted Commissions family, what's up team? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Catapulted Commissions podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia. Listen, if you are the small business owner that is scaling your sales team and you're wondering how in the hell do I take my clients and my marketing and my sales process from always outbound, 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 right? We've heard the horror stories. You sent me the DMs of the people constantly outbounding you and you want to reverse that to get leads coming in on the inbound, make sure to tune in today's episode. So let me tell you about my guest today. Jonathan Milligan is the author of Your Message Matters, How to Rise Above the Noise and Get Paid for What You Know. He's a blogger, speaker, and an online business coach. He spent the last decade guiding and directing creative professionals on how to pursue meaningful work. Since 2009, Jonathan has run his own portable lifestyle business online. Today, he teaches others how to build a business with their passion, story or message lives in jacksonville florida with his wife charity and their two kids and today jonathan's on the catapulting commissions podcast jonathan welcome to the show anthony thanks for having me i am so excited to dive in i'm glad to have you here so i have to ask this question jonathan right you have run a very successful career right you're you're you've ran your business let's say almost 14 years. My math isn't really good on Let's just say close to 14 years, 2009. You've run a podcast. You're constantly uh, speaking in the world of marketing. You speak to entrepreneurs, business coaches, small business owners, people who are trying to leverage their influence online to help generate revenue. Can you give, can you give me a little insight here on I'll tell you, the Catapulted Commissions family, a lot of people were trained on the traditional method of sales and marketing. Outbound, outbound, outbound. I got to be honest with you, I used to beat people up. Make more phone calls, send more emails, you get it done. That way isn't as effective anymore. Can you give us some insight on the trends in marketing right now and why we should be thinking about shifting the way we're attracting our clients? So I was in the same category. I used to be an executive recruiter. And literally my first day on the job was, here's the phone book, start making calls and start trying to get conversations with CFOs. And I did that for seven years. It was, you know, all outbound, 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 like you're talking about. And uh, then in 2008, 2009, when the economy started going down, about that time, I started a blog of all things. And I just started sharing career advice on a blog. And suddenly I started getting like people reaching out to me. Like I remember the first time I got an email from somebody from Australia, do you offer coaching? And, and people started reaching out to me and I'm like, man, if I'm just publishing an article or two a week, giving this free advice and this could be a thing. And that was the kind of the very, very beginning of looking at how could I take my knowledge, which at the time was career transition for accounting professionals 
and share that online, which it started with a blog, then moved on to marketing and talking about podcasting. And lo and behold, over the course of about two years, built that tiny blog into multiple streams of income, allowed me to step away from the uh, executive recruiting and just start doing that. And that's when I did the second step, which was people ask me, how did you do that? How did you take all this poll marketing, right? Where people are inbound, they're coming to you because they're consuming your content and turn them into customers. And that's what I've been passionate about. It's uh, more in alignment with me. And I think more and more people, that's where they begin their journey is they're, what are they doing at the beginning of a problem? They're searching Google, they're going to YouTube, they're finding content to help them with their problem. And if you can position yourself there, you become the expert that they want to go further with in your paid offer offerings. So I love, I love the story because we really find that you make it seem so easy, right? Speak about what you know, people come. What you just described was the very first way I, I attracted a client to my company. And never forget, and it was somebody who also um, overseas reached out to me. Do I offer coaching? Yeah, I do. I was like, ah, oh, let me, let, let, like, I realize people want to gain this traction. And so, but that's you and I. There is businesses right now that are reluctant to, to make that adaption because they say, Let's just start with, with the obvious. There's numerous high-performing sales professionals and business owners that say, I won't use social media to draw attention to my business. Is that person looking at marketing the wrong way? Is social media the only avenue? Or are there other ways to uh, display the expertise we have? I think there certainly is. I mean, my first thought is you don't have to do something you don't want to do. There are other avenues. Uh, you could start a podcast. You could leverage, I mean, LinkedIn's kind of a different whole ball game to, in itself. Um, but at the same time, you got to ask reasons as why not. I'll give you a quick example. I, a few years ago, started a Facebook group because everyone back then said, do a Facebook group. And that Facebook group grew to a few thousand people but I never had a strategy for it. And I always felt like I'm just going to shut this Facebook group down. I've got to manage it. I got to make sure there's not spam. It feels like something I'm going to manage. But the truth was that I did not have a clear strategy. So about two years ago, I decided, what is it that I'm trying to do with this Facebook group? Developed a strategy. And now people literally go from seeing a Facebook ad to get a PDF download mm -hmm. to joining our Facebook group. I have a setter, an appointment setter who is messaging them, welcome them to the group, starting a conversation. They get on a phone call and then they move on to the second call and we close them on high ticket sale. Now I actually have a strategy for why I'm doing the Facebook group. Cause I'll be honest, I'm not a big social media person either, mm. but if I have a clear strategy that makes sense for my business then for me, now my Facebook group has become the most valuable thing to me. And I was a guy who's like, I don't see the purpose in a Facebook group. So that's just an example. No, I, I think that makes total sense. And I, I resonate with what you're saying in, in starting the Facebook group and not knowing what to do with it. Uh, I've, you know, if you're in the early adapters in the catapulting commissions group, you know that. So I understand uh, that. So you created a frame, you created the process 
to drive and generate revenue from your expertise. Now, the expertise you have, how, who do you speak to? Because I often get people who will say, hey, I'm an accountant, for example. I have a successful accounting firm. I'm an expertise in accounting. Nobody cares about their accountant except for April 15th, right? And so you, you look at it and you're like, hmm, okay, is there some truth in that? Could somebody in a different industry utilize their expertise to drive revenue or gain clients year round, provided they have a process? And if so, can you give us some examples? I mean, or we can even dive deeper in the example you have for your own business. Right. So this is where it becomes important that you discover what's the real problem you're trying to solve. And using the accounting example, it's obvious. Tax time is an obvious problem that people are trying to solve. But what are the other problems that you potentially are trying to solve if you're an accountant? Uh, For example, a lot of businesses struggle with, uh, you know, budgeting or getting in control of their, their money. And for uh, my CPA, she introduced me to Profit First, and she's a Profit First certified professional. It's from the book Profit First, Mm -hmm. and it revolutionized my business. It absolutely changed the way that I approached how I handle my finances and my business, and it's helped me to grow my business, quite frankly. And she introduced that to me, and I want you as not only doing my taxes, which she was doing at the time, but she became then my basically my CFO doing the books every single month and producing financial statements and calls because she introduced me to a solution to a problem I had. So you really got to get to what's the big problem I'm trying to solve here. I think that's really important. Yeah. And I think as we narrow that problem on who to, who to solve it for, uh, if we niche down on that problem, and you want to solve it for somebody. There's people who don't want to share their expertise for free. Like how much are you sharing to get somebody interested in working with you? What's interesting is I don't hold back. Mm. I share it all. And that's what's counterproductive. I mean, counterintuitive for a lot of people is, well, if you're doing all this free stuff, why would anybody want to move into your paid products? Well, there's lots of reasons. There's convenience, there's accountability, there's uh, you've structured your content in a better approachable way. Whereas if you're just following the podcast, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And so uh, for me, I just feel like if they are getting so much value and it's really helping them, it becomes a no brainer to move on because in their mind, they're wondering if this stuff's that good, how much better is it uh, in the paid products? And so I know it sounds strange, but I am just sharing it all and I share it all on a regular basis and it works for for me and has worked for me. Uh, I think part of it is because I want to have like a teacher's heart and I want to teach people and when you do that, you just create so much goodwill that they want to follow you. And I don't know. I know it seems counterintuitive because for most people, well, but why would they ever pay for something if they're just getting so much value? But time and time again, we've seen people easily move into our paid products. Mm. You know, it's, it's almost like uh, I look at it and say, 
if you give me your best stuff, and I'm talking to you as a consumer on the other side of things, right? So we're having a show, I'm listening to you. And if someone gives me their best stuff, podcast, social media, blog, LinkedIn, tweet, whatever, and I like it, I'm going to want to learn more. And it might've been the best message you have, but it, it builds my confidence in wanting to work with you. Like, sure. I feel like there's gonna be people who listen to your stuff. I'm like, ah, that's cool. That's great. I'm gonna use it and never be a customer. They weren't going to be a customer anyways. That's what I'm like, how I feel about things. So, uh, all right. So I, I like that. Now the funnels you create in running that business, right? So you, you have, I mean, it almost sounds counter backwards, Jonathan. So we talked about getting people in the DMS, right? But your DMS come to somebody when they come into your group. So how do people find out about your group? Like where are, where are people tracking and learning from you? There's a few ways when they get on the email list, Mm -hmm. that's the very first thing we're doing is introducing them to our Facebook group. This is the community. This is where you want to be. That's one. We'd have a free book funnel for our business. And Mm -hmm. when they get their free book, one of the first bonuses is again, we push them to the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. On top of that, we've got Facebook ads running where, you know, we're adding a few hundred people every week into the Facebook group because we're using a simple, uh, without getting too technical, it's a, mm. it's a lead generation, a lead ad mm-hmm. in Facebook. So it stays pretty much in Facebook. They're not going outside of Facebook to a landing page. It's click on this to get this download, this resource guide. And then the very next uh, thing that pops up for them on their phone is join the group get access to this course. And that's how people are getting in. One of the things that works really well in our Facebook group to getting the conversation started is to do a post in the group that is known as a two-step post. And we don't do, we don't, this is another thing that I used to hate about Facebook groups. Like, oh man, no one's engaging. There's no engagement on Facebook groups. How are you ever going to get something up and running and get people engaged? because Facebook's not showing it to everybody, right? So what we've done is instead of doing a lot of Facebook posts, we do very few, but we shoot for high engagement. So for example, I said in a post, how would you like to get access to a video I recorded on how I actually got my book deal and wrote my book, my book proposal, everything. Mm -hmm. If you're interested, comment book below to the Facebook post. And it was just like, book, 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 book. And we had like, I mean, 178 of those people responding. Then that goes to Messenger. Now we're having a Messenger conversation with my setters doing this where, hey, I saw that you commented book on the uh, the post. Are you still interested in that? Yes. So without going too far into detail, yep. the conversations, well, are you looking to write a book? Interesting. Tell me more about that. Hey how about we hop on a call and talk about your book idea? Hop on the call, talk about the book idea. Hey, Jonathan in his program teaches you how to write the book and actually create a book funnel. Would you be interested in learning more about that? Yes. So that's where we kept it very focused on the prospect and we moved them through the process to have that conversation. Hope that is. No, I love it. I mean, it's you're nurturing the relationship from the moment someone comes into you which too many times sales professionals and business owners 
develop a social media strategy that's based on selling. Okay, right? Let's 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 not hide the right. The little secret: your your business owners that you see on social media that are posting stuff, their job with their posts is to drive and generate traffic to their website, their service, their offering, whatever the direction it is. Too many times we find people who just want to sell, sell, and sell more on social media. And it's just like, quit fucking selling. Like, let's give some value. Let's build a relationship. Let's talk with some people. So I like how you spin that and you say, talk to me about your book idea. Speaking of book ideas, let's talk about your book idea. Your message matters. How to rise above the noise and get paid for what you know. What's the premise behind bringing this up to life? So this book is, there's kind of two motivations here. The main motivation I kept running into is that people in my world, I work with a lot of writers, speakers, coaches, people who have a message they want to share. And the number one hang up is they don't believe their message matters. Even though they want to help people, they, they wonder, do I have any value to share? Will people pay me for my advice? It's all those gremlins that are going on in the thoughts. And so part one of the book is helping an individual realize and recognize that their message absolutely matters, giving them stories, examples. And there's even some assessments and tests to help them really hone in on what their superpower is, what their strength is. Then the second half of the book is all the content marketing that we've been talking about. How do you create that poll marketing where you have people coming to you to purchase products, to join your programs, to whatever it is that you're selling, almost on autopilot once you set up the system. And so that's the part that's the more the marketing side. So it's a little bit self-development, helping you Mm -hmm. really understand that your message matters. And then it's giving you the practical tools for building that business around your message. So I love it. How do I, I don't know if this is going to open up a can of worms here, but how do I find out what my message is? I mean, I got to be honest with you. There's someone listening around saying, I don't have a message, Jonathan. I'm boring. I run a small business. I have a small firm. I have a small agency. No one cares about what I do. How do, how do we yes. address that person? So something I call the three P's. This is about igniting your message. So if you think about, you know, you need uh, to start a fire, you need oxygen, you need heat, you need fuel. So the same thing applies. These three P's. First of all is purpose. Now, the way that I define purpose is it's actually how you show up best for others. And this is something that most of us don't see. A friend of mine says, uh, what's ordinary to you is magic to others. Some people have a way of instantly connecting with people, but they don't know that. No one's ever told them. Others have uh, the ability to be very uh, practical and break things down. Other people are very empathetic. So understanding your purpose and how you show up best for others is uh, a game changer. This was true for me back in, when I was doing executive recruiting. Because I, my style is very laid back. I'm an introvert. And so for me to be like an executive recruiting sales, I had to figure out my own way of selling that matched me and not what somebody told me I had to become. So your purpose really does matter because that's something that never changes. The second P is people. So who are you actually helping? You can't help everybody. You got to get specific. That's so important. And then the last P is passion. And the way that I define passion, what problem are you passionate about solving for the next two to five years? Just start there. 
you know, I'm not doing the uh, CPA accounting career coaching anymore because I was energized and jazzed about helping people with marketing. And I eventually sunsetted that position, that, that business because I wanted to go all in with this. I, I just wasn't passionate about it anymore. Looking back, I probably should have sold it, but I just made the transition away from that. So once you get those three things together, you know how you show up best, the people you're specifically trying to help, and the problem that you're passionate about solving that they have, that's when you have a powerful message. If you're miss- missing any one of those, it's tough. It's difficult, but you got to have all three. The, the third component in that, about having that passion for what you solve, I, I think too many times we think something's going to be passionate. We think we're going to want to do something. Um, and I, even in my own business right now, like the, the amount of one-on-one clients that I have is very small and few, and it's a premium because I quickly learned in my business, do I want to spend 10 hours a day on Zoom calls for five days a week to make a, to make a living to provide for my family? And the answer was no. Two parts. One, by, certain, by the certain person of the day or the week, they weren't getting me at 100% was reflective of my work. And number two, it didn't align with what I was passionate about. I thought when I started my business, oh man, I'm going to create a seven figure coaching company and this is going to be awesome. And as I was in it, I'm like, yeah, we're going to definitely pivot. We're going to go from coaching to consulting because consulting is my high ticket offering. Consulting is, is retainer. Consulting is problem solving, which lies within my passion. But I use that in my own world, but I hear that numerous times when people say, I want to do something. And I love how you said it, right? If you don't want to be helping people solve that problem the next two to five years, you're, it, it, it's, it's going to burn out. Absolutely. And I think it's important, like you just said, to structure it the way that matches what you want. It's super important because we often don't think about, well, what would it look like in my day-to-day if I was really successful with this idea? And would I be happy with that, right? So if you're like a coach and man, it would be awesome if I got to coach full time so I could leave my dead end job. But do you want it? Like you said, do you want to be on seven zoom calls a day, five days a week? And the answer is probably no. I mean, some people it's yes, because that's just their jam. That's what they love. But you really got to think about that. And it's important. You know, something that really helped me was to create an acronym for what I wanted. And I used the word life stands for lifestyle, impact, financial freedom, and effort. Something that, with the effort part, something that challenged me because I wanted to be challenged. I always want to be growing. And when I wrote that acronym, I was so far away from living that. And, but it helped guide me. It gave me the, the opportunity filter as I began building my business to make sure that I was actually building the business I wanted. Mm. We have lots of options. And you got to choose the option that fits what you want. Very important. I love how you shared that with you because when you say pick the option of what you want, I look at it in the aspect of there's too many entrepreneurs. And now we're going to just pivot and talk to you, the salespreneur that have entrepreneuritis, right? Shiny object everywhere. I want to do something. I want to do something. I want to do something. And if they get this such a diluted focus, they get diluted results. So if I'm trying to do everything at once, I do nothing well, I make zero money. And I'm like, oh, 
I failed as an entrepreneur. No, you just lack focus. And so to hear you reframe that and say it in a different, different alignment or a different manner is, is comforting. So catapult the commissions family. I may or may not know what I'm talking about. Thank you for listening to the show. <laughs> Jonathan Milligan's on here. He is on the show today. The book, Your Message Matters. Do me a favor. You go to the show notes, get the connected with the links, learn more about Jonathan. So, Jonathan, we have a few minutes here left as we wrap up. In building your business and growing, I, one, kudos, you, you, know, you started this in 2009. Fun fact, in 2009, there wasn't as many people doing what you're doing. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know the exact number, so I'm going to butcher it on air, but in 2021, the amount of people who applied for EIN, which is the employer identification when you started business was at an all time high. The people who left the great resignation, who quit stable jobs was also at an all time high. So there is this massive movement shift from employee for someone else to working and building my own company. You've been doing it for almost 14 years. I did the math in my head finally. Hopefully I'm accurate. <laughs> to the salespreneur out there who's building and scaling their organization, what are some of the mistakes that they can avoid as they want to grow? Because you've built it and you've identified it and you've done it for such a long time. There's people out there that want to grow so fast that I know they're going to make some mistakes on the way. What are those mistakes they should avoid? Well, it's mistakes I made that I had to learn the hard way. Uh, the first one is document before you delegate. That one, I, I'm not naturally a systems person, but what I tried to do in the very beginning is, well, I just need to hire another one of me. If I could just hire a copycat person like me, train them up, man, we could get twice as much done. I got plenty of work to do. That was the wrong thinking. What I needed to do first was document what I was already doing. And that's easy today. We can do that with Loom. You can just get Loom, you can get anything and you can say, okay, I am going to record myself as I do this, whatever it is, XYZ process. Once it's documented, now it becomes a candidate to delegate it. You'll start to see a few tasks that you're like, well, I could hand these off to somebody else and pay them less. And I used to struggle, and this is where a lot of people struggle, is I'm not making enough money in my business to afford hiring somebody else, right? Here's the thing. I had to switch it from cost to investment. When I recognized it was an investment, and I had a good friend, of a business coach who's a friend of mine, he taught me the, the lesson the hard way. He said, tell me something you do in your business. I said, back when I was blogging, I said, I am... Uh, creating a image to put on my blog post and I'm, you know, putting words on the image to make it look nice. He goes, okay, how long is that taking you? About 30 minutes. Uh, how much is your time worth? Uh, I just threw a number out there. I don't know, $200 an hour. He goes, okay. So would you pay a graphic designer a hundred dollars for one single image on a blog post? I was like, absolutely not. He said, you're already doing it. Mm. And that's when I recognized that my time was valuable. And if I started to invest and not, uh, because when you, as you add people, you add your capacity too, because you're only one person. If you're working 40 hours in your business, that's all the time you have to grow the business. But now if I add somebody doing 10 hours a week, we're at 50 hours, add more, we're at 70, 80, the capacity grows in a week to where we can get more done. Mm, I love it. Document before 
you delegate. I, you just spoke my language. Uh, you know, as you, as you shared that, uh, my, I had an amazing, amazing assistant who was with me from the infancy of catapulting commissions who, who recently uh, moved on to a, a different venture. But as she left, I was literally, you're going to loom everything. Cause that was how I trained her. And then she just got better and added her own spins on things. I'm like, you're going to loom everything put all these videos in a Dropbox and just put it as my LMS system for the next person that comes and works. So I love, I love how you said that there's, there's too many um, sales professionals and sales managers, specifically if you're a sales manager who try to do everything, you just can't, you, you have to, you have to delegate, but in order to do that, document the process and journey first. I think that's great insight, Jonathan, you definitely helped shorten the learning curve there. Uh, Jonathan, what's the thing you're most excited about in the next 12 months before we wrap up today's show? So we are within a few weeks, we have our two day live event happening called Your Message Matters Live. And we've got in person and virtual people coming. We do it once a year and we are planning it. It's so much fun being back in person with people. And so that's what our team is really excited about is uh, rolling up our sleeves, working with people in person. That's, that's the thing I'm most excited about. Mm, your message matters live. Catapulted Commissions family, be sure to go check that out. Uh, Jonathan, how does the Catapulted Commissions family get a hold of you? How do they learn more about you? What's the social media handles, websites, all that fun stuff? Yeah, so the book, if you want to learn more about that, yourmessagemattersbook.com. Uh, marketyourmessage.com is our main website. Uh, best place to find me would be on Twitter. The handle is at John, J-O-N, Milligan, M-I-L-L-I-G-A-N. Awesome. Catapult Commissions family, if you're listening to the audio, click the show notes. You'll get you'll get those links and everything else we discussed on today's episode. Jonathan, thank you for your time and joining the Catapult Commission show. We wish you nothing but abundant success in the near future. Catapult Commissions family, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, comment, and I will see you next week. Catapulting Commission's family, that does it for today's episode. If you found some value, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe. That way you're notified of new episodes. If you want to see the video portion of this podcast, head over to YouTube and look up Catapulting Commission's podcast. Finally, if you want a free copy of Catapulting Commission's, be sure to text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Again, text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Thanks for listening to the show. I'll see you next week.